MSP Marketing in Bite-Sized Bits. It's easier than you think with MKLink. To get more of MKLink's MSP, MBA, Marketing and IT training resources, make sure that you've registered for your account for free now at www.mklink.org. Hello again and welcome to MSP Copywriting Part 3. So for a quick recap from last time, you'll hopefully recall that we looked at the Who. Now, I'm obviously not talking about the famous British rock band. Instead, I was referring to your target market, your avatars, your ideal client profile, your ICP. And then we looked at the what, specifically what their pain points and their challenges were and what keeps them awake at night. This time, you'll start mapping out your why And this will include why should they buy from you in the first place and not somebody else? And why are you different? And that leads me on to your USP. Now, I find it helps if you start with your USP, i.e. your unique selling proposition. And very often USPs are encapsulated within a company slogan. Or another way of putting it is that a company slogan that encapsulates a USP is very likely to be a better one. So let's start with looking outside of the managed services industry just for a moment. And if you think the MSP market is crowded, just imagine what it's like for people trying to sell pizza. But nevertheless, Domino's Pizza smashed it years ago with their famous USP. And they knew that their target market valued getting their pizza to them as fast as they possibly could when they were hungry. And those people were less concerned around variety than they were over speed. So that was how they crafted their USP, which is you get fresh hot pizza delivered to your door in 30 minutes or less, or it's free. So just look at it. It's bold, it's compelling, and above all, it worked. It made them famous, and it certainly helped them separate themselves from their competition. Note that they didn't say that they had the best ingredients, or that they were the cheapest, or had the biggest range of pizzas. The dimension that they capitalised on was that of speed. So here's a few other USPs that you might recognise. Colgate, theirs is recommended by dentists. That USP emphasises trust and professional endorsement. FedEx, they say, when it absolutely, positively has to be there overnight. Again, not only speed is emphasised here, but also reliability as well. L'Oreal, they go on to say, because you're worth it. And that conveys that the products aren't cheap, but that the consumers who buy them should value themselves enough to afford them. Similarly, Stella Artois say reassuringly expensive, and once again, they're positioning themselves as a premium brand above the others. So what is your USP? Now, I've spent a long time speaking with lots of MSP owners about this issue, and second to not having a target market, not having a clearly defined USP is one of the biggest stumbling blocks they have. And I don't know why, but for some reason, many MSP owners don't seem to think it's important, or perhaps they've simply never known how to create a viable USP. Personally, I think that's a big mistake. So here's a high-level, albeit simplified, process you can use to develop your USP. 
Step one, choose your buyer, i.e. the demographic or the niche or the vertical or commonly held problems among your target market. Now, we've largely covered that in step one. And as a note, remember to look at what your competitors are doing and make a list of all the USBs that you come across as a handy piece of research for your own benefit. So as an example, your ideal client might be a medical practice and they require 24-7 cover for their Linux systems. I have no idea whether that's realistic or not, but that might be your your step one, your target market. Step two, identify what their pain points are. And again, we've kind of covered this already. But just as a recap, review your own customers. Take care to actively listen out for the words that they use and write out keywords that you can use in your sales copy later on. Review your own support tickets. You can likely use AI these days if you want to, to run some keyword analysis and identify those keywords such as speed of response which is a keyword I came across when I did some analysis in this domain. And you can also review any online forums or chat groups. Again, you might well be able to scan it for keywords with AI. As an example, the pain points might be along the lines of, well, when we have critical issues, we need someone to answer the phone immediately. Or, we get a lot of call-outs on a Saturday night and occasionally the systems are down. Or, our existing IT company try their best, but they're always really busy. So step three, review your own strengths. List out everything that you can think of, whether it's the amount of experience you have or your qualifications or your accreditations or any specific skills or knowledge that you've got. It could be anything. It could be a geographic advantage over your competition to expertise in a particular type of software. If you've got a number of particular types of customers or have solved particular problems, this will give you experience that you can write down. It's also useful as fodder for case studies, of course. So ask your customers what they think is good about you. You might have overlooked something. Step four, what are you for? This can be the positive part of your offer. So try and align your strengths with their pain points. You'll need to be a bit creative here and possibly patient because it might take some time. Write down several unique angles that you can test. Try and make them outcome focused rather than feature focused. So for example, your call will be answered promptly, guaranteed, will likely have more impact than we hire lots of engineers. Number five, what are you against? So this can be the negative part of your offer. Adding a negative part to the promise can really strengthen your offer, such as saying what the promise results won't have or won't do or they won't contain. So some examples of this can include your IT support call is free if your call isn't answered straight away or we'll pay you if the engineer is late on site outside your SLA or if we can't fix your Linux problem, you won't pay a penny. Something like that. That's the negative part of it. Number six, add a timeline or a time frame. Now, this adds some accountability to the offer and that makes it valuable. So something like your call will be answered within six rings or your engineer will be with you on site within four hours. Or maybe your hosting has an uptime of 99.5% of the time. If the offer isn't specific, if it misses a timeline or something to hold yourself accountable to, the offer starts to become woolly and it could lose any impact that it might have had. And number seven, add an or else, i.e. offer to refund or replace or redo or, or retry, whatever it might be. So as in the previous examples, you can include things such as your hosting has an uptime of 99.5%, else it's free, or will provide support 24-7 within your SLA, or you don't pay. No, it should make you feel a bit queasy to have impact, i.e. you might need to take a bit of a bravery pill because there's essentially a guarantee here. 
So remember Domino's Pizza. They really set their stall out here. The USP that made them famous. You get a fresh, hot pizza delivered to your door in 30 minutes or less, or it's free. Now, depending on what your USP, that whole process might not be ideal for your business. And there are multiple ways to develop a USP. So here's another one. In the absence of anything more creative, superlatives can provide some ideas here for coming up with potential USPs. Crucially, superlatives help to ensure that you try not to be in the middle. And it's in the middle where business tends to get very competitive and crowded. The action is usually at the edges. I don't suppose many prospects would be impressed with a sales copy such as we're an average managed service provider providing fairly good services for a reasonable price in Bedfordshire, even if that is the truth for many of the MSPs out there. But that's not to say that your sales copy should be overly laden with unnecessary hyperbole because that's off-putting as well. It's just that you should focus on something that you do actually excel at. And think about this. If you find that you excel at nothing, which would be a shame, then remember that you can try and find the Venn overlap or two or more areas where you are good at something to create an area where you do excel. So as an example, for one circle in the Venn diagram, you might have a good average response time for getting engineers on site. You might not be the fastest in the industry or even in the area, but a good response time nevertheless. For the second circle of the Venn diagram, you might provide a handy service where you offer replacement laptops for clients whose laptops have become lost or stolen or broken or the software stopped working. Perhaps the laptops require specialist software running on them pre-installed. And a third circle on the Venn diagram could be your physical location. Let's take Bedford again as an example. So you can now draw the rings of the Venn diagram around your office location. And clearly, if a competitor is in another town or a county, you have a distinct geographic competitive advantage over them for all your clients in and around Bedford. So the Venn overlap here could be that you provide the fastest laptop replacement services to those business owners around Bedford that need laptops running specialist software at all times. Okay, that's a bit lengthy, but you can understand the process at least. So that's an example off the top of the head, and you can replace the circles here in the Venn diagram to suit your own needs. And even if you're only average within the various circles, where the Venn overlap occurs, you can start to see where you can find your USPs. Of course, marketing is always easier if you are the best at something. So if you're going to use superlatives, Ideally, there should be something that you can really stand by. And rather than offering to be the cheapest, which for small businesses is rarely a good strategy, try to be the fastest or the biggest or the widest range or the longest running or the most respected or the best educated or the most patented or the longest serving or the most positively reviewed on Google. There's all sorts of dimensions you can throw in there. This step is worth taking time over and making sure your USP really works for you. Ideally, you should be in a category of one. This could mean being the only managed service provider in Bedford that provides Linux support and offers 24-hour cover. Just using empty superlatives that are meaningless will just serve to make your sales copy appear false. Once you've got a bunch of USPs that you can test, it's important that you test them and that it resonates with your target market, so you'll need to check. Focus groups are one way. You can August focus groups with a mix of current clients and potential customers. Present your potential USPs and gather feedback. You can try A and B split testing. If you've got a marketing platform you, or you've got landing pages and you drive traffic to it, you can test different USPs in your ads or your email campaigns to see which one resonates most with your audience. 
And once you've kind of nailed it, then you can rinse, repeat and refine. So based on the feedback and results, refine your USP to be clear, compelling and concise and have a loop, a feedback loop where you regularly gather feedback from your clients to ensure that you're consistently delivering on your USP. And of course, that should be part of your regular review process anyway. It's important here that there's no disconnect. Remember to train your staff, especially customer facing ones, to understand, commit and believe and really communicate the USP because your USP is not just a marketing slogan, it's a commitment to deliver a specific kind of value to your customers. Remember, it's your promise to your customers. So now we've briefly covered the who, the what and just now the why and now we need to look at the how and that's what we'll cover next time. MSP Marketing in Bite Size Bits. It's easier than you think with MKLink. To get more of MKLink's MSP, MBA, Marketing and IT training resources, make sure that you've registered for your account for free now at www.mklink.org.